Oh, man. Why does dressing up like a woman make me so horny? <laughs> I feel like that's going to come up in your psychological check-in. <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to Court Cousins, episode 46. My name is Kyle. I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, my cousin, the handsome, the dashing, Jason the Peach. This is this is a big show, Peach. This is our first, well, not our first, but our in this iteration of the Court Cousins, first digital show, first Texas Peach show. How you doing over there? It's a Texas big show. Peach? It's a it's a big show because yeah. everything's bigger here. That's true. So that's true. You will learn. And okay. in this big show, we're of course going to check in with each other. We love each other. We care how we're doing. Check in with your people in the psychological check in. We'll scour the interwebs for your interesting posts about our beloved Orlando magic. We are going to take you to the Court Cousins draft dating show, which is going to be weird. We'll do some more playoff talk, and then we'll finish it off. Don't go anywhere, you scallywags, you scoundrels, you beautiful second cousins. Stick around for the large ending. I know. I did it all. All in one there, Peach. Wow, yeah. But before any of that hijinks and hilarity, we do need to shout out the supporters of this show, our Patreon, our second cousins over on the Patreon. But Peach, we're doing it real special. Hit the record scratch. Because this is going to be different. (laughs) We got a shout out. Drum making an artificial intelligence shout out to our Patreons right now. With a little bit of a Court Cousin podcast track. Thanks, all of the cousins dropping yeah. opinions and starting discussions. I got opinions. Magic Blair history, he sets the tone. Yeah, Jack. Only the Don with insights of his own. Always. It's not okay, K, to say a wiki. No, it's with not. With Bell Dylan, join the conversation. See, what up? Drum rap, and I'll join the mix. Breckhead Matthew Bell, Daniel with the tricks. Birdie Peach and Gloria bringing the flavor. Yeah, Mama Dad. Damien Condor, Gaddy, we savor. The diverse perspectives, the stories we share. Corn Cousin Podcast, we're a dynamic affair. Magic together is a truth that we say. With passion and dedication, we pave the way. Kyle and the Peace ain't no bust, they the best. Together we thrive on this podcast quest. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Thank you very much, Drum. That grows on you. Every time I hear it, I like it more it's and more, Peach. I, I do, too. Yeah, it, it's definitely there's there's like 75% good bones there. It needs a little tweak. I love it. I yeah. love the tweaking. And it's better than listening to you read off the names. Definitely better than no that. Bets. Yeah, well, that's okay. None taken. I don't know how I feel about the artificial intelligence, though, Peach. There's a lot been made of the AI out in the world right now. I don't know if we're trusting Terminator to do the intro to our song, but... It does sound good. We need some type of intro. I do know AI plays way more games than JI. <laughs> oh, man, yeah. man. Um, and I do need to to make one amendment. The song was made before Wiffle changed to Magic Static. So shout out to you. He's got some interesting, some fun <sighs> things coming. So look out for more from Magic Static coming up soon. Ah, okay. Wiffle is now Magic Static. Indeed. And... It's taken me a while to get together his prize pack, but I'm going to sweeten the deal because he's had to wait longer and add one of these bad boys. Ooh, that is nice. A Shaq figurine. Love to see it. And as I'm glad you, know, you love to see it because I got one for you too, buddy. <gasps> oh, yes. 
Espiche, I love you so much, buddy. Thank you. You're a gentleman. You're a scholar. Part of being on the Patreon, you're supporting the show. You're helping us with all the financial costs that go into creating this product. Peach just moved. We're going to probably need to get him some more audio equipment. Um, we're going to need to buy some more things. So we really appreciate the financial support. And as just a little bit of a thank you, we do the prize pack and we do a jersey giveaway. So the jersey giveaway winner for this episode, episode 46, is... Bowlby the Don! Congratulations, sir. The Patreon community has been really great. I've been getting on the Discord more. Good conversations happening there. And we've got some great goals. If you would like to help us meet those goals, go on there, check it out. If not, hey, click in the like, click in the subscribe. It's free, Peach. It doesn't cost you anything. And it helps to get this magic content to more people. Do it. <laughs> do it for your do it for your friends, do it for your family. Do it so that I you know what one thing I don't need is more lights. I'll tell you that right now. I feel no. like I'm sitting on an airplane runway right now. No, we need more lights for Peach. Put put more lights in the comments, people. We need to we need to get him really illuminated over there. I no, want to see... need a mic arm. I miss having that hands free yes. action. I talk with my hands. Yeah. Now I can only move one. It's no see? good. <laughs> see, Peach is he's impaired right now, people. That's why the Patreon support is so important. We've got a long show. We apologize for the delay. It's been tough getting the, the remote stuff going again. We recorded an hour of show and then realized, oh crap, the audio was unusable. So we apologize it's taken so long, but here we are. We've got a great long show for you coming up right now. But before we get into any of the hilarity and the hijinks, Peach, I no longer have you as my, my ceiling neighbor. So I'm really curious. I care about you. How are you doing, sir, for the psychological check-in? Well, uh, the psychological check-in here, I've got Cole dunking with a background of the, of the stars behind him, and he's in his rising stars gear because uh, stars is a big part of what I'm doing here now. Yeah. But also the rising and, and, and hitting that next level. And I've actually included a picture of myself here on the bottom. This is a picture I haven't even shared on social media yet. I've been saving it for when I do a blog post about how things are going. And written on the wall there, this is written on the wall at the arena that I work on. It actually says, raise your expectations. And I'm not sure why they decided to put that on the wall, but it feels like it's for me. Uh, I needed to raise my expectations. And they're exceeding even my wildest expectations so far. Things are going really well. Uh, almost to the point where I'm sort of like, wait, something's got to go wrong at some point. No, uh, peace. The worst, no. Thing that's, the worst thing that's happened since I've been here is that I realized I live on the third floor and there's no elevator. So moving <laughs> this stuff up here was a pain in the butt. But honestly, if that's the worst thing that has happened, I'll take it. I've been through enough stuff to realize that finally it's time. Things are going well. And man, I just think I want to let everybody know every once in a while, you've got to take a couple of steps back to make steps forward. And for me, especially when it comes to Texas, that's what I had to do. Had to leave, figure some stuff out, get myself right. Don't be too proud to be that person that lives in your cousin's attic. Do what you got to do, get your shit together. And then you can get out to be doing the things that you feel like you need to do. And that's what I had to do. And things are going well. And I, I can't say enough good things about it, friend. Damn, man, I'm proud of you, man. It's not easy to, to, to do shit like that, that just keep keep being humble like you have been and just keep working. You did some amazing things while you were here to set yourself right, and now I'm just happy to see you thriving, man. So my heart is full. Um, 
And thank so you, man. It's in large part to you. Thank you. Thank you to you for, for letting me, me chill there for a while and, and oh. figure stuff out. I almost went a different way, but I'm going to uh, be writing a blog post where I'll explain some of that stuff separately. So how are you doing? Because I doubt you have KyleLangan.com. Where <laughs> some, of us, some, some of us have our own .com. <laughs> wow. Big shot over there, Peach. Uh, here we go. I've got myself here gliding over. Cole, on, this is on from his Instagram. He's dunking over his brother at Summit in New York where he oftentimes works out. And this one's got dual purpose for me. Uh, I'm about to go into summer mode, Kyle, being a teacher and mm. – you know, I'm dunking over children right now. I don't care. I'm I'm over children, and so I'm just skying over those suckers. Like I don't give a shit. Nothing you could say in the last like three days, kids, is gonna kill my energy. The vibes are high, just like Cole is soaring high for that dunk. I uh, got a lot of exciting things happening. We're I'm going to the draft. Got my tickets for that. So. Out there, second cousins, if you're in the New York City area, me and the lady are going. We've already got a few other people on Twitter coming through. Come join the vibes. Come join the soaring high Cole Anthony vibes. That's how I'm feeling. I'm also booked for the sports business classroom in Las Vegas at the Summer League. So I'll be at the Summer League learning about the collective bargaining agreement and just getting more knowledge to share with you sexy second cousin. So I am <laughs> he's just getting more knowledge to yeah. spread while I look off into space and try to think of a joke when he's done. <laughs> Did you get one? You, <laughs> we got need it. you got anything? What's that? You got a joke? Well, not, not now. Oh. That was a joke. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right. So without any further ado, let's see what those beautiful people out there, the, in the magic community, the hashtag magic together community, that drums AI song saying so eloquently about in the social media roundup. And we're going to start it with an old beloved magic player, Nikola Vucevic. Peach, we have this one right here from at Nikola Vucevic talking about the Denver Nuggets. It's very impressive how disciplined Denver is. Everyone sticks to their role. Their spacing is really good. Always in the right spots when Jokic gets doubled. Unstoppable in transition too. This one's up here, I think, for a number of reasons. We can uh, have some thoughts about how uh, you know the Denver Nuggets are just gliding through these playoffs, and hopefully we'll put the Miami Heat away in a gentleman's sleep. Sweet. But also, there's been a lot of chatter about what's going on with Nikola Vucevic, Peach, and him being in a free agent and what's going to happen with that. There are, there are some clamorings on the Orlando Ma- in the Orlando Magic community that we bring this big man back. We need a backup big. We need some shooting. Hey, Vooch is both of those, Pish. He's not super Goga, though. Let me just remind no, you of that. That's true. Uh, he's already hit a ceiling and is on the way down. But that aside, I think this is a good – I just like what Nicola says. It's factual, man. He's he's seeing something there that, like, he probably wishes he could have been when he was in Orlando, right? Like that, that centerpiece, European big – doing some big stuff but spreading the ball around and just it just didn't have he just didn't have the right pieces around him in his prime to be that guy Mm. so you could almost like when i read the tweet i felt i felt the vibe from him like "Mm, this team's nice i'm enjoying watching them and you know what the nuggets man Nobody talked about the Nuggets. You picked them yeah, to go to the finals to get there. But to be fair, most people weren't talking about them. Most of the the media doesn't talk about them, even when they were, you know, winning 
handily over the Lakers. The people were still asking what's wrong with the Lakers instead of right. talking about what's right with the Nugs. Yeah, they're nice. That's a good squad. Like they, they, yeah, they have Aaron Gordon in the starting lineup, and that should make them terrible. But they're not <laughs> asking him to do anything. He's just being open and doing what he needs to do and he's yeah. playing well in this system that they've built around him he's not one of the top two stars on the team he doesn't need to be oh peach is this a little underhanded comment from vooch saying everyone's sticking to their role like ag if you would have stuck to your role in orlando we could have done something maybe maybe, maybe. just putting that I together mean, now there wasn't anybody else that was going to step up. So I, they kind of, for the money they were paying him, it should have been him, I guess. Yeah. But he just wasn't going to be, you know, and he's probably learned a lot from his years in the NBA now to realize what his spot is, what his role can be. Right. Obviously, when you're on a team with those two talents, I mean, the only two teammates to get triple doubles in a finals game, that's crazy. Special, man. Crazy. Yeah. And uh, Jokic could be the only player in NBA history to lead a playoffs in points, rebounds, and assists. I mean, That's this is absurd. Uh, it's just the guy it's is absurd. doing next-level stuff. I, I bet on Embiid to win the MVP, and I, I took that money to the bank, but his play mm -hmm. is making that decision look silly. Like they, He should have gotten the trifecta, it seems, with the way he's been playing. Yeah, sometimes they award those – things based on a body of work i mean right. Giannis won the mvps and years before he won the title so i feel like this kind of is just going this way so you know maybe in a couple of years and beetle finally win the title so we're gonna do a lot of draft talk in this episode ladies and gentlemen i mean the, the court cousins dating show is something i don't know if i'm proud of it yet peach but let's do a little bit of chatter <laughs> Let's do a little bit of chatter about the NBA draft right now with this post here from The Magician. Uh, the 2023 NBA draft is the perfect draft to have two lottery picks in. Even if Weltman Hammond don't pick your guy, take comfort in knowing that the last two non-consensus players they quote-unquote reached for ended up being the best players in their respective draft classes. Yeah, I mean, this is spot on. Mm -hmm. The magician hitting it right on the head here. This this has to make you feel good about whatever the magic do, right? There's a ton of question marks, two picks kind of in the mid, you know, depending on who's picked for, you know, on the first five picks depends who we're, who's going to be left. But honestly, lay back, relax, don't panic about it. Let Raft do all that stuff for you. You'll meet him later. Um, these two guys that we picked in the last two drafts, are our cornerstones already you don't think they can't pick out another gem i do yeah i mean it's this is like the whipped cream on top of the sunday because all the the foundational pieces are already there you already got your yeah. ice cream you already got your fudge topping this is just that extra it's really nice going into this draft not feeling stressed not feeling mm -hmm. like we need to absolutely hit on both of these or, or even one, honestly, right. I mean, we need to get guys that are solid, you know, like it would be great to get another best player in the class, but look at it. They've hit on the best player in the last two draft classes. I mean, the, the Scotty Barnes supporters, the, the Evan Mobley supporters out there, Scotty Barnes fans, you got, you got no argument anymore. I'll listen to some Evan Mobley talk. We can listen to some Cade Cunningham talk, although he was injured all last season, so that's kind of difficult. But Franz Wagner has become a cornerstone piece, and these are your two guys that you're going to be 
building around Paulo and Franz. And so I actually, I want to go a little out of order now, Pish, because um, Scooter Magruder is reminding us before I go to bed, please stop making potential trades involving the Orlando magic. You look dumb. Good night. And Adam Papa Giorgio adds on to that. A friendly reminder, Bart Simpson is he's in detention, Pish, as he loves to do. I will not include Paulo or Franz in any trades. We've right. seen the the trade machines from other teams just going wacky and wild. All right. We just stop it. You stop it. We don't want your trash. We don't want your garbage. And please do not include Paulo or Franz. And I'll even add Markel Fultz in that for me. Um in your mm-hmm. bogus trade cage scenarios. Yeah, I think I've seen more trade scenarios than I need to see for an entire lifetime in the past month or so. And sometimes I'm just like, is this just somebody just having fun? Or like, where does this all stem from? Like, what? I don't understand it. The only time I ever did that kind of stuff was when I was playing the video game and I'm trying to like actually make trades and make some moves because I'm building a franchise there. But I don't understand why people waste their time with all these these hypotheticals as we've talked about many times. But it's hard to know which ones have merit and which ones don't. Like, what am I supposed to do with these these this information? A lot of them are really bad, too. Like, a lot of them are like, well, that's a dumb move. Why are you doing that? Like, I don't know. I just wish people would think about it a little bit more. In general, when you're posting stuff on social media, go ahead, take a look at it. Proofread it, by the way. Make sure stuff's <laughs> spelled right. And then think do i really need to post this and the answer is most of the time no so don't i write tons of stuff that i never post i'll expect and it's a lot of it's underneath these trades <laughs> where i'll see something and be like oh, i just write a whole bunch of stuff and then i go do i need to send this no i recently replied to something you wrote about jonathan isaac on one of his own tweets yeah. and it was definitely my fourth or fifth draft <laughs> i will say that <laughs> <laughs> the Mr. Rogers clown. That was a good, that was hilarious. I didn't even know how to respond to that one. I love Mr. Rogers, and that was that was well. Tough. That's the thing is like Mr. Rogers was good, right? But when he puts on scary clown, you're like, what? No, why? But so, I I know yeah. you what you were trying to do for Ji. You were trying to make him great because Peach, hate makes you great. Um, I don't know. I think he's past it. I think he thinks anyone who hates needs religion and to find God and to do something completely different. But uh, I'm not going to bring that into the show, but all right, well, let me, uh, let me go. Let me go. I'll talk about this, this trade stuff. And, and you mentioned, you know, getting sick of having people, including us and all of these wacky trades. And I think number one, it's because people think that we are just a franchise that can be walked all over. They've seen some of our, previous things that previous front offices have done and they think oh here's a team small market team we can take advantage of we can dump our shit on them but i'm actually taking it also as a compliment patient here's why i think we're being included in a lot of these trades because we've got so much flexibility and that is actually a fantastic asset that we have right now i mean we have uh according to spot track uh, projected practical cap space, $22 million. And if we wanted to, we could get a maximum possible cap of $56 million, according to SpotTrack. So we have a lot of flexibility. What is the name of that site? SpotTrack, S-P-O-T-R-A-C. 
It's a great it's a great site. It gives you all types of numerical breakdowns on contracts and things. Check it out out there. Um, but we have the cap flexibility right now. We can take on some contract. We could pay some guys if we want to this year, although it seems a little premature. Um, and we have young talent. And we have all of our picks and some picks of other folks. So we have the the arsenal, the chest, whatever metaphor you want to use going into this offseason, which I think is one of the reasons that I do take as a compliment that we're being included in so many of these wacky trades. Now, Weltman and Hammond aren't going to bite on any of that bullshit, but they will, I trust them to make the moves that are best in the best interest of this team. They have proven yeah. that to us by, as the magician said, drafting Paulo, drafting Franz. I still think Suggs is going to pan out. Getting Markel Fultz for you know basement dollar prices. The mm-hmm. future is looking good, and I'm just so excited going to this draft because, as the magician said, it it's all it's all whipped cream on top right now, baby. Okay, I got two things to say about it, and I, I can't okay. write because I only have the one hand. Okay. But, <laughs> <laughs> but if you hadn't mentioned that it's a partial compliment because of our young talent, then I would have had to hop all over that. Because yeah. I do think it's a compliment that our young talent's there, because I think a team looks at their draft and goes, hmm, if we can't draft a better player than these young guys on the Magic, maybe we can make a trade and still kind of bring in a young guy, but somebody who's talented who we already know is good so eh, i'm with you on that but here's the deal with our with our building so far yes we've done a lot of good in the draft we've done a lot of good getting some bargains and some deals at some point and i'm feeling this because yeah you want to get some free furniture to fill up your house every once in a while you got to go ahead and drop some money on a new bed you know what i mean like go ahead and feel free to actually get one good piece of furniture or have a nice big screen TV, like they they gotta reach out at some point and make that stab for something nice. Yeah. You know? Don't go shop at the big lots or the Goodwill. You know, head on over to the big boy store and get get something legit. And I I feel like that's coming. I don't know what it is, and I'm not gonna sit here and speculate about it. But I feel like that could be around the corner. I love the apartment metaphor. It's so apt for you right now. You know, just stepping up to that next level apartment, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, it if makes you could see all of this area over here, yeah, it's just boxes and bins all behind there. Well, behind <laughs> you is coming together pretty good. The kitchen looks nice, Peach. And I hear it's you're using it. I you say it you're now. using it. Yeah. You're using it. Yeah. Well, I've been finding all kinds of stuff. I found this thing the other day. It's a, a roster of a game when the Magic came to play Milwaukee, and it's signed by Stan Van Gundy. It's got the whole like uh, whole squad on there. I kind of forgot I even had that, you know. Just finding all kinds of stuff. Even he's over there. <laughs> <laughs> all right, what's next, Peach? We've got. I mean, we've got some. We got to talk about Dick Peach. We got to talk about Dick. Well, God, hey, just. I mean, he came through with some slammers on Grady Dick. Guys. This guy's killing the game right now. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he usually always does, but man, he is he is flush with content right now. I mean, how could you not be with with this this gentleman Dick uh mentioned so mm-hmm. much along with our beloved Orlando Magic. So, you know, you got a what looks like an angry uh, angry lady in bed with her man. And she says she's thinking her, I bet he's thinking about another woman. Him. Actually, I'm thinking about Dick. Grady Dick that mm-hmm. is. The narrative appears 
Well, God says to be, I want Dick, but he wants Dick at 11, not at six. Right. First of all, basketball is for everybody. So enjoy the game. Um, and yeah, just we've, I think we've used, I think he's used this meme before, but again, using it to perfection. Um, he know, wasn't look, done though, Peach. He I, wasn't I, done. No, of course he's not. He's going to keep giving. There's just so much girth in this particular subject. <laughs> and here we go with the Matrix reference for you sci-fi nuts out there. The blue pill using mm. Grady Dick's first name. The red pill using Grady Dick's last name. Magic fans, reaching for the Dick red pill. We're reaching for the Dick yeah. for sure. Yeah, don't don't be don't be don't be that guy. We don't we're not here for Grady. Come on. <laughs> How long is it going to take us to not be immature about the name? Like if we actually drafted Grady Dick, yeah. how long till I stop giggling anytime Dick is mentioned? Well, I've heard the average is about six inches. So. <laughs> That'd be my guess. Damn. Well, I often perform below average. So what does that mean for me? <laughs> Will it take seven months or eight months? I don't know. But, um, We'll talk more about the fit of Dick later in the show uh, when we have our dating segment. I don't want to do too much or give away too much. There's lots of draft talk later in the episode. So if you're looking for that hardcore Dick talk, just skip ahead in the next chapter and then come back and watch this later. Mm -hmm. And if you're listening, mm -hmm. you're going to need to go to YouTube for that segment. Just get ready to do it. it <laughs> It'll be at worth worth at least seeing what the hell is going on. <laughs> Paulo Bancaro was recently featured in Slam magazine. They also I also caught uh, an interview that they did with him, asking him some questions about his past, some of his teammates, things like that. It was fun. He got to call a lifeline. He called Jalen Suggs. He calls him Suggy Bear, by the way, which is really hilarious and Excellent. cute. Um, yep. And he, he quoted in that article, I have not read the Got in the Magazine, definitely need to check that out. Paulo Bancaro is charged up and ready to change the culture in Orlando. The Magic's rising star opens up about his impressive rookie season and looks ahead at what he and the team want to achieve in the near future. And this is a quote taken from that article. Next year is the year where we kind of put ourselves in that conversation of being one of the better teams in the East and then in the league. Peach, what say you about the confident rookie of the year? I think Paulo's that confident because he knows that the current Eastern Conference champion is the Miami Heat, and he knows how garbage they are. So why can't you make the claim to be one of the better teams in the East? That's a one-player team. Occasionally, Bam will show up and play decently, and there they are. They got hot at the right time. There's no reason the Magic can't be the next wave of that. No, absolutely. I think that I've seen a lot of people, you know, conjecturing and talking about how, as we just spoke on, the war chest of resources, salary cap picks, young talent that the Magic have. And then they, after that, kind of mentioned, oh, yeah, they're definitely a play-in team. No. Yeah. No, we're not a play-in team. We're a playoff team. And, and I don't know why pundits are getting that twisted. When Markel Fultz came back, if you extrapolate that record, it's slightly over 500. I believe that would put us like right above the Knicks. 
So we're we were in based on you know after Markel came back, we were playing like fifth place, sixth place in the East ball. We're a playoff team. Uh, I I see us. We could jump the whole playing tournament, and if we are in there, it's seven. We're not going to be like eight, nine, ten. That's what I'm predicting. We're firmly in the playoffs, so I understand where the confidence for this young man is coming from. There's Wood right here. The only thing that could hold us back are injuries. But at this point now, Peach, we're getting to a point with our depth where even injuries, as long as it's nothing serious, guys will be able to come and go from this lineup because we have so much lineup versatility. We're going a, few, a couple guys deep that are reliable now and have some NBA league experience on this roster and potentially adding two more lottery picks or, you know, who knows what happens consolidating or bringing in a vet and free agency. This is a playoff team. So I get where the confidence is coming from, from Paulo Bancaro. Uh, and I, and I get, I'm with you on all that feeling, but let me tell you, I think you should relax and see the good of this. Yeah. Continue to let people underestimate us because it will only make our guys work harder to prove that. Also, by the way, an eight seed is currently in the NBA finals. So a playing sure. team can still do stuff, but I agree. We'll be higher. Uh, that That's the thought process, but also keep letting that be the narrative that, Oh, they'll just be a playing team. And then I know you're a big better, my man. I was going to say that. Go ahead and bet the over and enjoy the winnings. (laughs) I was going to say that, Peach, if you didn't bring up that comment. I am just licking my chops right now, rubbing my hands together diabolically, ready for those Vegas odds to come out. Because if that's really the feeling of people that we're going to be a play-in team, I believe we're firmly a playoff team. You better believe I'm going to jump on that over day one, and then I'm going to escalate those odds as well. I'm going to take us, you know, 35, 40 wins, hell, maybe 45 plus wins next year. I don't think is a crazy leap at all. I mean, 45 wins, that's, you know, slightly over 500. That's pretty much the ball we were playing. It's realistic. I might even throw a little bit just on 50 just to get frisky with it. You know, shit, I got confidence in my team. If our if our main guy, Paulo Bancaro, is feeling this way, how, how can you expect me not to? I've got to, baby. Let's go. Man, I miss FanDuel. I'm going to have to drive to Oklahoma to play some bets. <laughs> well, let me know. I'll be I'll be your plug. You know, I can I can put it in for you. I can, you can, you know, Venmo me or cash at me. I know we're anti-Venmo. Sorry, you're anti-Venmo. My bad. You can cash at me the money, and I'll put it. I'll give them free plugs on the show. Cut that out. (laughs) (laughs) All right, we're getting. um, Let's go into some Cole talk because it's the off season. But Cole just always bringing the laughs, bringing the hilarity for all of us. He can't. He came through with two bangers. First, I'm going to the cup piece because this made me think of you. Um, We have op. At Baba Snatcherx, I don't know what that's all about. He says, I love slurping the Bev out of my at Cole Anthony cup. And Cole Anthony replied, retweeted and replied, that's enough Twitter for the next six months. <laughs> and then another one, people are just, they, people know, they love interacting with Cole because, you know, there's a chance that Cole respond, will, yeah. will respond and, and have fun with it. He has another one here. Um, at F1 star, at F1 star one says, you already know what I'm going to do with my Cole Anthony socks. And he has a two, like, licking emojis. And Cole <laughs> says, bro, what you going to do with those socks? Da, 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 <laughs> a little scared. So, Peach, did you ever whack off in a sock? Uh, 
like, no, actually, I don't understand how the physics of that. Yeah, but it's it's like a cliche that's that's kind of been like the the standard cliche that young men will send their yeah, children that. that have evacuated their their phallus, their Grady Dick, if you will, into a sock. Right. But there's been right. very few times when I've been in that desperate a situation where there wasn't just some nice, you know, tissue around. Something, an old shirt, something. I mean, there's a now, lot of other options here. <laughs> those are nice socks, though. Those are nice socks. And do you have the cup? Wouldn't use you? those for that. No, hell no. Those are nice. Those are those are game day socks. What about this uh, cup piece? You slurping out of that cup? You you, you have a cup? I do have that cup. I think, it's, uh, I think it's in one of these bins over here, but I do have that cup. I've been using it. I was using it to keep pens in, but, you know, I, I have – I might, I might slurp out of it. Yeah, it's a good cup. Peach is a big. He's a big. Um, what, what should I call this? Ephemera guy. It's not really ephemera. Ephemera is stuff that you use once a lot of times for events, like tickets and things. But you like going and getting. Is it the, the novelty cup? The what do they call it? The is it, yeah, just picked this one up at the Rangers game the other day. See the years of Rangers back then. See, I'm not lying to you, people. This is well. If you're getting a drink there, and they can put it in a souvenir cup for a couple bucks more. Why not? The souvenir. Cup. I got a great That's collection. That's what it's called. All right. Let, let's let's give a little foreplay. A little draft foreplay. This is from at 0123, also known as Magic 24-7. He compiled in this beautiful document all of the 2023 draft boards. And you can just see he has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven different outlets, including ESPN, Tankathon, The Ringer. And all of the different mock drafts, who they have going at various positions, um, they don't even include the first pick on there. But they're, from there on, there is a whole bunch of variable. And we're, of course, focused on the 6th and the 11th pick. But for 6, I mean, we've, we've, teams have us picking Asar. There's two, two outlets that have us taking Cam. There's two that have us taking Jarris Walker. One of them got cut off on this visual. Um, Nick Smith Jr., Swish Theory has, and that's I can immediately never read Swish Theory because although Nick Smith Jr. was praised very highly coming in from what we saw, I don't think so. Anthony Black, I mean, Amen Thompson, there is quite a diversity of who these outlets think we're going to pick. And then the same thing at 11. Three, four of them have us taking Case and Wallace. Um, Grady Dick is one of them, Nick Smith Jr. and G.G. Jackson. So there is very little agreement here, which is going to make – for a very interesting interesting draft, Peach. I'm excited for this one. As I said, I'm going to be in the building, and I'm open to anything. It could be you could see the commish coming up and announcing a trade, uh, you know, a, a consolidation. Who the heck knows? I, I, I'm interested to see what happens in this draft. Yeah, I mean, the more and more we talk about it, the more I'm just hoping for a rock pick, Grady yeah. Dick. <laughs> which is supposed to sound like rock chalk Jayhawk, but it didn't quite really. Uh, yeah, there's, but this is a great way to describe how many variables there are right. for depending on how the opening of the, the draft goes. So yeah. really even a casual fan should be interested in picks two, three, because two, three, and four, because that's going to affect how the rest of it shakes out. Some of those guys they have us purchased to do, I've never even heard of. And I've also never even heard of Swish Theory. So I don't know how, how valuable a source, but, Hey, everyone's got a pick. Everyone's got a choice. 
Uh, are we going to have time to do our own mock draft before before the draft, or what, when is the draft? It's coming up, eh? It's the twenty second, so it's yeah. We'll have next episode. We can probably we can do one, but to help us sort through all of this confusion, there was no one better than we knew than our boy, our second cousin, Big Raf, Rafael Perez. This man has been knee deep in the draft since we were down there for court cousins night in February. So months and months and months. And he'd already been researching for months. So we decided to have him on for a very special, a very odd, a potentially very cringy segment that we'd like to present to you right now. Court cousins dating draft edition. Very stoked to be welcoming onto the program none other than the man, the myth, the legend, Big Raph. Let's have a round of applause, studio audience. Thank you very much. What's up, poor cousins? How we doing? Doing very well, sir. Happy to have you on. But more importantly, your family. You're a second cousin. We want to know how you're doing, sir. How are you for the psychological check-in, Raph? I'm doing great. I mean... Finally, the weather's coming back around a little bit down here in Florida. It's been kind of rainy, so uh, I'm going to do what Cole's doing. I'm going to enjoy the beach, enjoy the weather. You know, we had a good month this month. Uh, we got the draft coming up, so I'm relaxed. I'm feeling good. It's beautiful out. I'm digging it. How about you guys? Well, I'm, I'm about to be in summer mode, my friend, too. The school year is winding down, so it's going to be summer vacation, Kyle, soon, and it's going to get weird. Peach, are there any beaches in Dallas? Where the fuck is it landlocked? I don't even know, dude. What's going on? Uh, there's a lot of huge lakes around here, so okay. there's a lot of lake activity that I have not partaken in yet. But yeah, the nearest beach is a long ways away, but we do have those warm temperatures that would make you want them. But I got a pool like right over there, so I can, I can get in on that. Wonderful. Well, we're not we're not going to the beach right now. We're going to talk some NBA draft, some Orlando Magic draft. <laughs> But this is Court Cousins. We got to do it different. We got to do it weird. So, without further ado, let's step into the Court Cousins Dating Show. Oh, let's get ready to get weird. <laughs> Welcome, everyone, to the Court Cousins Draft Dating Show. I'm Bobby Stank Oven, and joining me is the, is the only mascot in the league who's a synonym for things. It's stuff. But today we have a lovely bachelorette who is going to be asking three potential draft picks all these questions to try to figure out which one would be the best for the Orlando Magic with the number six pick. Let's go ahead and meet our bachelorette right now. Here's Kyla. Oh my God, Bobby Stank Oven. I'm so happy to be here. How do my titties look? They are there. <laughs> and we are here, and so are these three fellas. Are you ready to get going, Kyle? You want to tell us a little bit about yourself first? I cannot wait. I am a fine-ass, strong, independent woman from Orlando, Florida, baby. City beautiful. And I am looking for the perfect man to take on a date and to be on my favorite team, the Orlando Magic, baby. Let's get into it, Bobby. Well, preach, girl. Let's go ahead and take him to church. Go ahead and ask our first bachelor, Bachelor A, our first question. 
Well, much like Doris Burke, I'm into that frame. I need a big, thick body to keep me warm on some of those more chilly Orlando nights. I want to know every single player, player A, B, and C, what's your frame like, baby? Player A, you go first. <laughs> well, hello, Kyla. Nice to meet you. I am, uh -oh. My frame is pretty solid. It's 6'9", mm -hmm. about 210. Okay. Uh, pretty chiseled. I ain't kind of lean, but uh, you know, I'm yeah. sure you'll like it. Ooh, a chiseled man. So exciting. Player B, what's your frame like? Could I put you on my wall? <laughs> uh, I think so, Kyla. Uh, about 6'7", mm. 230 pounds. Mm. Uh, ready to run through walls. Ready to run through them. Ooh. So, uh, Ooh, baby, I'm a wrecking ball. Maybe you can wreck me. Player C, what's your frame like? All right, well, I'm about 6'8", about 190 pounds, 190 pounds. Mm. I'm not too thick, but I got some speed. So uh, where I lack in one area, I'm definitely make up for it in others. Ooh, slow down, daddy. You're getting me hot already. Ooh, peach. I mean, Bobby Stankoven, of course. I, this is already tough. I, that sounds like some big, strong men I have to choose from. It is a spicy meatball. I would not want to be in your shoes, Kyla. How about asking the fellas another question? Well, P, uh, Bobby, sorry. I just have someone else on my mind. Um, <laughs> one of our biggest needs, okay, in my favorite team is some shooting. All right. And I like a man who shoots his shot. Player C, I'm starting with you. What's your shooting like? <laughs> That's a very interesting you asked me that. Uh, my shooting splits are very good. Ooh. Field goal percentage, roughly about 44%. Mm -hmm. Three-point percentage, a tick over 40%. <gasps> Three-throw percentage, rock hard, 85%. Ooh. So uh, true shooting percentage, about 58.1%. So uh, that's a good question to ask because I'm loaded right here in these shooting splits. Ooh, rock hard. Someone's getting excited over there. Player B, I like a man who gets it wet. Or can you shoot it from deep? Uh, yeah, I definitely got some good shooting uh, percentages as well. Okay. Uh, I could have went a little bit better this year. I had a small snag, but uh, field goal percentage, uh, 48%. Three-point percentage, about 34, 34%. Free throw, again, 70%. But, um, you know, like I said, I make up for that. Yeah, I make up for that in other areas as well. But, uh, mm. I'll definitely, definitely work a lot harder this year uh, than I did a little last year. Ooh, well, I like a well-rounded man, so <laughs> thanks, Player B. And Player A, can you hit it from deep? Absolutely. Uh, yeah, along with that long frame of mine, too, I got a pretty good uh, shooting percentage as well. About 39%, mm. three-point three percentage, 78% uh, free throw percentage, a solid 38% field goal percentage. So, mm. uh, yeah, I can get it in from anywhere on the floor. Whew. Well, man, Bobby, I just, I don't even know what to do right now. These sound like some amazing men. Sure do, Kyla. My God, let me tell, let me just check one thing real quick. Stuff, okay. we lost our PG-13 rating? He says yes. <laughs> but we like that we're turning the heat up. Nobody likes the heat more than Bobby Stankoven. So why don't you wait right there in your chair. We'll be right back with more of the Court Cousins draft dating game. Welcome back. <laughs> 
We're ready to now go ahead and talk to the gentlemen one by one, get a few, get a few little tidbits of information from them. I won't be asking quite as spicy questions. I just want to know a little bit about you fellas. Player A, tell me a little bit about yourself. Well, I'm uh, Sagittarius, born in November 22nd. Uh, like long walks on the beach. Uh, played a little bit, a little bit of ball in Florida in my Ooh. time. That's all I'll tell you. That's all I'll tell you. A little bit of a local, Bobby. Okay. She seems at least mildly turned on, which is good. Uh, player B, tell me a little bit about yourself. I'm from the Maryland area. Um, I'm born with cancer, born July 8th. So, uh, so yeah, I like the summertime. Mm. So regardless of how well it goes, you can always get crabs with this fella. Crabs mm -hmm. are indigenous to Maryland, <laughs> for those of you who don't know. I have never <laughs> had crabs, Bobby. I resemble that comment. Hmm. That doesn't sound right. <laughs> but you are from Florida, so we're going to let it go. <gasps> no, you bastard. Of it, you know, I'm a weird guy. Anyway, <laughs> let's go ahead and meet player C. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Hey, how you doing, guys? From the Midwest, born on November 20th, Scorpio, 6'8", about 200 pounds, rocking, ready to go. Ooh, okay. Player C, no nonsense, just brings it. I have such a tough decision to make, Bobby, but I need one more question. Is that okay? Go ahead, Kyle. We want to make sure that you're confident in the player that you choose for the Orlando Magic at the number six pick. Remember, that's what it's about, and not you somehow getting with a man. Well, don't I get to go on a date with him, too? Sure, but I'm just trying to keep everyone focused. <laughs> <laughs> well, Bobby, I am one sweet piece of ass, so I need to know players... If a guy is coming on to me, are you going to defend this home turf? What's your defense like? Let's start with player A. I feel like defense is definitely one of my high points. Mm -hmm. uh, about almost two blocks a game, 1.7. Uh, and so I definitely like to protect. Um, I like to protect the paint. Mm -hmm. uh, definitely switch off so I can uh, I got a nice long wingspan so um, defense is definitely uh, my forte oh you said the naughty word wingspan <laughs> and player B do you have a tenacious attitude on D tenacious is uh is the way I play the game um, absolutely uh, always a fierce competitor uh, my statistics aren't necessarily where I want them to be but uh, okay Definitely, I'm always going to play hard. Definitely going to work hard uh, to protect. Okay, thank you, Player B. And Player C, you know I'm about that D. How about you? Well, I'm about that D, too. And uh, <laughs> uh -oh. maybe, maybe, maybe I'm not about that D. You go both ways. Okay, hey, I like a man who's open. Well, if you're down for the D, you'll definitely like me. <laughs> Ooh, a rhymer. What a poet. The defense is uh, defense isn't necessarily my high point, but uh, I definitely keep defenses on their toes. So uh, maybe where I'm not uh, protecting the paint or, or guarding so well, um, I am. I definitely work hard in that area. I'm a little bit bigger than what some people think, so <laughs> defense is definitely something that I could probably work on. He's a shower, not a grower, Bobby. <laughs> 
Wow, this is very interesting. I'm going to have to ask Mrs. Stankoven when I get home how she feels about defense because this certainly <laughs> got this room pretty hot. Ooh. Ladies and gentlemen, you're going to stay hot as well as we are going to take another commercial break. But when we come back from break, it's going to be so good. It's going to be great. I can feel it in my plums. Hey, all right, we're back. Let's go ahead and get right to it. Kyla, we were talking during the break, and you're very stressed out, lady. Mm, I just don't know what to do, Bobby. It's so much pressure. I don't know how Jeff Weltman with his big old brain does this. Well, I'm going to tell you how we're going to do it on this show. You're going to go ahead and tell us the first gentleman that you have not selected, and then you're going to come around and, well, meet him and see who he is. Okay, well, I'm sorry, players. This is not an easy decision. But I have to say goodbye to player B. Oh, it was Cam. Oh, Cam. Player B. Oh, you're the weakest link. Goodbye. It's Cam Whitmore from Villanova. You're going to make a team really happy. I'm sorry. Oh, I hate this, Bobby. Cam, any parting thoughts? Are you feeling good now that you've seen Kyle? Oh, I'm feeling great. I mean, you know, <gasps> Kyle is a beast, you know, amazing. <gasps> oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> I wish I could be a part of it. Um, but, uh, you know, good luck to the magic. What a gentleman. What a class act. All mm-hmm. right, Kyla, tell us. Now we've got it down to two fellas. Oh, my Let's goodness. go ahead and tell us the fellow you didn't select and we'll meet him. Oh, my God. I am just too much. Um... I think maybe I'm just being influenced by Jeff Weltgod's big brain because I was giving Weltman some brain the other day. Uh, I have to let go. I've got to go with the defensive-minded guy, so I'm sorry, Player C. I have to let you go. Who was it? Oh. Grady Dick. Oh, my God. I believe Dick has no D, ladies and gentlemen. I love Dick, Bobby. Uh, well, you didn't love him enough to select him. He's going <laughs> to head all the way back to Kansas, but not for long. He'll be on an NBA team shooting sometime soon. Hey, you never know. We might Kyla. meet later on. Ooh. Perhaps. Okay, maybe. Oh, I like that. Don't close any doors out there, ladies. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is a pick available at 11 as well, so it could happen in this draft. Kyle, let's go ahead and meet the man you did select. Come around the corner, player number A. Letter A. Taylor! Oh my God! Yes! He's so That's handsome. From UCF, a local product. <sighs> How excited are you, Kyla? Oh my God! I am so excited. Some of that interior D with that outside wet touch. You know I'm going to be happy, Bobby. Woo! I can't wait for our Ooh. date, Taylor. I'm excited too. I'm excited to join. Um, you know, definitely feel like I, I I still have work to do in Florida, and can't wait to meet you all, all the court cousins. Well, we know you already know the cheerleaders because the Orlando Magic get a lot of their people right from UCF, so there might be a little competition there for you, Kyla. But I hope it works out for you. I hope it works out for the Orlando Magic, and I hope it works out for everyone out there. Hey, it's me, Bobby Stankoven. Thanks for coming. Stay sexy. Okay, well, we are back from the Court Cousins dating show studio. We're going to miss Kyla, but uh, we'll we'll check in and see how that date goes with good old Taylor Hendricks. 
was an interesting exercise to say the least. She was a dirty, dirty girl. Let me tell you. Wow. Potty mouth on her. She's for the streets, man. For the streets. <laughs> but it was an interesting exercise going in blind and just hearing the statistics of some of the three guys, Raph, that you selected for this game show. Obviously, there's many more in play, but just blind taste test, as it were. Wow, that came out a little bit bad, but, you know, she might be tasting them. Uh, just a blind, blind date test. <laughs> just with stats, not knowing anything else, I picked Taylor Hendricks because the three-point shooting is there. He also has the defense, the height, the wingspan. Those are things that you know Weltman loves. Do you guys think that the Orlando Magic are going to really go would you really go with taylor hendricks at six i think that's a reach on most of these draft boards but how would you guys feel if it was taylor hendrick was taylor hendricks was the pick um me personally i i, I think that it might be a little bit of a reach. I think you're right at six but i think we have the luxury to being able to do that i mean He's not really projected as a star. You hear that. that he's not going to be like this, you know, his his ceiling may be kind of low, but I think he fits the need that, that we do need to have. We need to have a guy that can stretch the floor. We need a guy that can switch, that kind of Chuma replacement. Mm. Who knows what happens with J.I. We're all rooting for him, but, yeah. you know, we, we're still going to need some depth at the forward position. And if I can get the depth at the forward position, plus he protects the paint. Um, so if I can get the depth, the paint protection, and the shooting uh, – I mean, to me, that's the pick that we go with, with six and see whatever snipers left at at eleven. You know, we'll grab whoever's left. Yeah, it's tough to <clears throat> argue with that because I do like Taylor Hendricks' game, and I know it seems like a reach maybe at six, uh, unless they really feel like one of these shooters is that much better than everybody else. Which I tend to like Cam Whitmore. Uh, mm. I just think that he might have more of an impact immediately versus getting a depth bench player at six, which because at six is one of those spots where you'd like to get a starter. Right. But, you know, because of the positions we already have filled, where does Taylor play? So yeah. that's my question is, are we going to spend the six pick on bench guy or are we going to shoot for a possible starter? And unless they find somebody that they really, really love, you know, Raph might be right on here, and I wouldn't be upset if we went that way. Mm. But there's a lot of ways they can go, including packaging picks together, or all kinds of stuff can change. So I, I don't think they would take Hendricks at six right now, personally. Yeah. But I don't know. It, I didn't it's... know who Franz Wagner was either. So <laughs> <laughs> you never know. <laughs> No, it's a great point, Peach. Is Taylor Hendricks the highest upside guy? I feel like you got to swing for the fences at six. That's where you're trying to land another foundational piece, not just a rotational guy. And, you know, maybe I'm I'm cutting uh, Taylor a little short on this. Maybe he does have that potential. Didn't watch a whole lot of a lot of his uh, games. 
I'm sure some of you second cousins out there who are in the Central Florida area were more on top of it. So let us know in the comments if we're crazy. I mean, the dude shot 42% on catch and shoot threes as like a 6'9 forward. I did watch some of the highlights. He stays down. He can guard guards. Like he can, he has defensive versatility, which we know. Coach Mosley is going to love. He has those blocks, as was mentioned on the dating show. So it's all there. 6'9 guy, 7'3 wingspan. Sounds like a Weltman choice to me. But maybe the more popular option right now with that higher upside is a guy like Cam Whitmore. Also just a stud. He is one of the youngest players in the draft. Definitely, I think, the youngest in the lottery. He's not even 19 years old yet. He, again, also has a monster wingspan. He's 6'7", 6'11", wingspan. So he'd be filling in in that two guard as opposed to a forward, which, you know, I love Jalen Suggs. I think he's going to be the guy. I think he can develop into, you know, an all-defensive, maybe even a fringe type of all-star guy. I'm that high on Jalen Suggs right now. But we could do with a little bit more competition at that position. Cam Whitnor, not a, sh- a slouch on the shot. He shot uh, 40% on catch-and-shoot threes, too. So, in terms of being able to play off the ball around our playmakers, Franz, Markel, Paulo, he can, he's proven that he can knock it down. And he definitely brings much more upside than a guy like Taylor Hendricks or even another gentleman who I think was, was also on the show, Grady Dick, in terms of his playmaking um, and handle, even though his decision-making at times was a little bit questionable at uh, Villanova. He's not dishing out assists. He was there to score. He didn't even average one assist per game. So that's a little bit concerning, but I don't know. Where are you on this, Raf? Well, I mean, I think, you know, I think we're, I think we're all in agreement with the Taylor Hendricks. I think his ceiling isn't as high as Cam's. I, I like Cam a lot. And I, and I think we could see Cam, you know, on in the starting lineup, you know what I mean? At some point. Um, but we also had, you know, we also had some, some fantasies about J.I. in the starting lineup mm-hmm. last year. Mm-hmm. You know, whether that's at the four or five and everyone slides down and we want to see Franz at the two, you know what I mean? So I think with Hendricks, that's also, you know, capable uh, to be able to pull that off. So um, I, I think he could play with the starters. I, I think Hendricks wouldn't be a guy that would just be like a, you know, 18, 22-minute guy. I think he'd play, you know, a lot of a lot of cold minutes, like a lot of minutes like Cole, where, where you're up there most of the game and – Especially if his defense is is as good as it as it's looked in college. I mean, he could finish game. He could close games for us. I mean, if his shooting is there, Suggs is shooting. We've seen the clips of, show, of Suggs shooting this summer. I mean, we we got a solid team all around. You know, so yeah. I think he would be a great addition to our team. Plus, the fans would love it. You know, we'd pack the arena. Um, you know, I think it's a, I think it's a good fit either way. Either way, either one of those two guys. I'd love to see Cam. Um, but but I'd be I'd be really happy about Hendricks. Yeah, I think one of the things that we don't really talk about a lot, you talk about all the the wingspan and all these numbers and stuff like that, and that's all well and good, and you can see the, them play there. The thing that we aren't going to get a re- get to see is we're not going to get to interview these guys one on one and see what kind of mindset they are, because yeah. I think that's going to mean a lot to our front office. Is this guy going to mesh in well with our team? Is this guy going to come in and push our guys to try to make that starting lineup or is this a guy who might accept his backup role and not rise to become the 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 player he could be our guys have to figure that stuff out that's the intangible that we're not going to get to see by interviewing people i i'm i'm convinced that them talking to paulo bancaro is the reason they knew 
he was the guy at number one because they could tell he would have the demeanor to be able to handle that spot mm-hmm. and play that well. And they weren't so sure about the other ones. And I think, honestly, it, obviously it worked out. But I think that's where it's going to come in. So it's hard to predict which one of these young men has the best mindset of them all. You like to think they all do from what you see on TV, but they're going to get down to those brass tacks. And I think whoever is the best available human being who's going to push to become a great player is available at six is who we're going to nab. Well, I have faith in the office. Peach, I have, I think that's absolutely true. We, Weltman makes a lot of the high character guys. Some, some guys I've heard that do have very high character and are extremely hard workers are the Thompson twins. Everyone loves how they interview. You know, they're, they're great communicators, it seems, really humble, hardworking young men. A lot of mocks have had Asar coming to us, 6'7 with a 6'10 wingspan. Um, they're playing in the OTE league. They're also a little bit older than you would expect playing in that league. I think they're, they're both 20 right now. Asar had, you know, 16 points, 7 boards, 6 assists. I mean, they filled up the stat sheet in this league, but it was a little bit run and gun. He just seems what like... What do you even stand for? Over the education? So <laughs> yeah, uh, maybe, dude. I mean, he... Everyone is kind of waxing poetic about how athletic and dynamic the Thompson Twins are and that they have some of the highest upside in this draft in terms of possibly becoming a star. But a lot has also been made about the lack of shooting and the shooting mechanics and how it's a little bit sketchy. I mean, watching some of the shooting mechanics on Asar, he had his hand over the ball, gave me a little bit of Chuma flashbacks, and that definitely had me a little bit worried. Do you want to take a guy with high upside at six who has a little bit more bust potential but could you know elevate the team in that way he's going to be a defensive stopper You're, the team is going to be extremely long with him playing the two guard I, I don't know what, what do you what do you think Raph about the Thompson twins I mean I I, I think they're going to be good NBA players um, you know you watch them play and and they look levels above the other players on the overtime elite that they are playing against lesser competition. You are playing in like a, you know, a, a high school prep kind of league, you know, and um, to me, I just don't feel like I want to, I don't want to draft guys that are, have a lot of offensive potential. You know what I mean? I don't want to do that. I mean, we saw our team last year, you know, towards that back end of the year, we were, you know, we were in, top 10 defensively you know so we have a good defensive team we have a great defensive team and i think our defensive system that we have is something that we have to think about like i think if we can draft these players that you're talking about that have good character that want to be part of the team that want to follow what we're trying to push here you know all these bell plays you know they're going to come join our team and they're going to have to play good defense that's part of being part of the magic we're not going to draft you if you're not going to play good defense so for me, I'm like, I'd rather get a guy that's going to have, you know, it's a good athlete uh, that you can switch um, and is going to be able to adapt to our defensive, um, you know, the defensive game that we're trying to have here. And so I, I like the Thompson Twins, but they got to have the ball in their hands a lot. They're, you know, I think Asar is not as much of a playmaker as a men. So, you know, I got to take the ball out of Franz and Paolo. I think that's the game that we're trying to play. So, um, yeah. although, like I said, I think they're going to be great players. I think they'll be a good fit in Houston. I think they'll be a good fit in Detroit. Um, I mean, Asar's a wing. They need a wing. Um, so, uh, 
but for us, I don't, I don't, I don't think that those are a good route to go. I, I'm, I don't want to roll the dice on the sixth pick. I, I want a guy that's going to come in and impact the team right away. Okay, that's an interesting approach. Then you're looking for more of a, sh- a surefire, maybe a little bit of a higher floor, lower ceiling type of guy that can come in and impact winning immediately. Yeah, because I mean, you take a guy like uh, like we're talking about Cam Whitmore. Uh-huh. Uh, if it's between Cam and one of the Thompson twins, I'm taking I'm taking Cam. You know, you know what I mean. The guy okay. can he had a hand injury last year, wrist injury, right? And I think that had something to do with you know his shooting percentage. Um, you know, obviously my hands hurt. I'm not gonna be able to shoot the ball the way I want to. Um, so I, I think I would much rather have Cam or Hendricks rather than the other two. The guys I know they're gonna be able to score the ball. Uh, yeah. That's what I'm looking for for us. Hand injury, hand injury. Hey, he might have been thinking a little bit about Kyla a little bit and injured that yeah, sucker. Yeah, you know, just getting a little yeah, bit excited. Yeah. Cam, you know, Raph, keep Raph it in the pants, so buddy. In the draft, he should be wearing a scuba suit at all times. <laughs> oh man, yeah. worried about you coming up for air, my guy. But <laughs> once you're so deep in this thing, I, I want to know like who are some of the players we're not hearing about. We're hearing about a lot of these players from like mm-hmm. eleven up, right? Anyone who's projected in the top ten is kind of coming up. But yeah. Who, who's sleeper that we might either trade down for or maybe get in the second round who do you like you know I, I mean i do i do like Derek lively you know what i mean to average you know the, the guy was averaging over two blocks a game in like 20 minutes i mean five points a game five he didn't play a lot um but he was a highly touted recruit coming out of high school so i mean i if we had to trade down you know what i mean and we and we picked lively up i, I definitely wouldn't be mad about that at all um, obviously, Jordan Hawkins um, is someone that I feel like if Grady's not there and he's the other sniper that I'm talking about, UConn baby, just add, he adds a he adds a dimension to our team that we've never had. You know, this guy. I mean, since probably JJ Reddick, but a guy running off a million screens, but he can do more than that. He can put the ball on the floor. You know, mm-hmm. he's got a little bit of a mid range game. Um, you know, he's got a little bit more of a, of a handle iso game if you want to call it that i wouldn't call it an iso but more than grady dick you know for sure so um in my mind i mean i i kind of like hendrix a little bit better you know just for the way he runs off screens and hawkins just remember Uh, that our team has had some dimensions in the past like when we had dennis scott aka 3d so this guy wants to hit 4d and i like that take is there (laughs) anybody else that that you feel like i'm mentioning at this point I like Jairus Walker a lot too. Um, I think the guys, uh, I think he's, he's going to have a similar impact. I think as like a Draymond, but with a better shot, um, he's going to come in for his defense. He's a big body, but he can put the ball on the floor too. So, um, I think, you know, if we don't get Hendricks and we get case and Wallace, or if we get not case and Wallace, but if we get, if we get him instead, then I feel like we're going to be, it's going to be in the same situation as we were, uh, you know, if we do pick Taylor Hendricks, another, like I said, stretch four, another guy that can come in and you can still move Franz to the two and you can play a huge lineup with Jairus Walker. So um, he's another guy that I, that I like a lot. So it's going to be a good draft. I think it's going to be a great draft. I think it's going to be exciting. So. Jairus Walker is a, is a really interesting prospect for us. I mean, he's also a forward. If, if we take, if I don't know if Jairus Walker is going to be there. A lot of, a lot of people have him mocked five to the Pistons. So we'll see if he's there. But if he is, and we take either him or Taylor Hendricks, the writing that was on the wall is now spelled out in ecstatic ink that the front office is kind of moving on from Jonathan Isaac, I would say, if we're drafting at that four position. And you can't really blame him. You just hope that 
I don't know. I'm sorry that that voice in the back of my head is still fucking gnawing at me, Peach. You need to suffocate that little bastard about Jonathan Isaac and the potential he has. Jairus Walker, I love. I mean, both of those guys, though, Taylor Hendricks and Jairus Walker, they give me some of the same problems that Moritz presents as an undersized five. Like, they're not big enough to play the five, um, but, you know, they're definitely well-sized to play the four. Um, but do we need a four? Because we've got... We already have Paulo Vancaro, our best player, is playing the four. Uh, and we may have Jonathan Isaac on this roster. And Moritz Wagner can play the four. And freaking Franz Wagner could play the four if we really wanted. He's 6'10". We forget about that. Um, Chumo KK, who knows what's going to happen with him. He's also a four. I mean, we'd be probably be moving on from him. I like Jairus Walker a lot, man. If he's there, he is... One of the most intriguing defenders, especially down low. Great help side defender. Really smart guy. Uh, I think he would fit in fantastic with Coach Mosley and the culture because his defensive instincts are off the charts. Um, he also he is a TikTok game. Is it good? Well, I don't know if it's on the yeah, dick level, but we'll see. He he mo- <laughs> he moves pretty well on the perimeter. I don't know if as well as Taylor Hendricks, but what I really like about Jarris Walker is he moves the ball well. He's got great court vision for a big guy. And that's really intriguing to me. I mean, uh, over two, about two assists for a big man, about seven boards, 11 points, 1.3 blocks. And he ain't too shabby from three, th- about 35% uh, on only about three attempts. I don't know. I, Jairus Walker is intriguing to me. Um, but for a big guy, he doesn't really seem to finish that well through contact in some of the things that I've seen as one of his areas of growth. So it'll be interesting to, for me to see where we go with six, that will kind of tell me internally how the front office is feeling about the depth chart. If we go for a big, then okay, they're not feeling good about Chuma and J.I. If we go for a shooting guard, okay, well, maybe we move on. We see ourselves moving on from Gary Harris and inserting some more competition for Jalen Suggs. So I'm really intrigued for this draft. As a Magic fan, there's a lot of storylines that make this draft really interesting uh, for a, a spectacle to watch for me. It's, it's been interesting to hear the national media chiming in too, because you know we, we have the six and 11 pick. A lot of people are starting to consider what if the magic trade up? Cause there's some teams that are looking to trade down. So there is some option for us to move and it's cool to watch other people other than just you know, our friendly Orlando magic coverage, like ourselves included, um, ta- talking about this situation and coming up with, with ideas. I think of all the players we talked about today, I think that, uh, uh, Jairus Walker is the least likely to end up on our team. I just don't see, I think he'll either be gone or why wouldn't we just take the homegrown guy? Cause to me, he, Taylor Hendricks feels like a better option versus Jairus Walker heads up. Um, and I think they'd both be there at six. If if they're both there at six, I'd go with, with Taylor personally, but that's just my vibe. Raph is literally the middle of the word draft, so you can tell that he's just a T <laughs> away from being there at all times. <laughs> so, well, if you had to put your money down on who you think's going to take this thing, who, who are the Magic taking at six? One final run through. I want to hear from everybody. What, six. What, is your, what is your stone cold lock? Six. Um... Man, I mean, like you said, though, I mean, the the draft can can go anywhere right now. You know what I mean? Does Portland trade out of three? Um, does Detroit want, you know, Cam or do they want, you know, one of the Thompson twins? If we can have 
wow. I'm gonna, I'm actually going to switch this up. I think if if we could if we could have who we wanted at six, I think we would. I mean, I I, I don't know. I, I I hate to say it, but I think if we had who we wanted at six, I think we get Cam Whitmore. I, I mean, I really do. I mean, I love mm-hmm. Taylor Hendricks, but. And I do, and I think that we do. I mean, it's just going to be—it's a toss-up for me, you know, between those two. I, I, I like Taylor Hendricks, and I, and I do think. But the more we talk about it, you know, man, I don't know. It's hard not to—it's hard not to love Cam Whitmore. But, um, but yeah, I think that if we had, we wanted. I, th- I think we would pick Cam Whitmore. I like Taylor Hendricks fit a little bit better, but I think that we do pick up Cam Whitmore. It's fun to watch him squirm, Kyle. I'm thinking about it because, you know, even now as I say it out loud, it's like it's like our front office does have to trust our guards and our guard development. Yeah. And the fact that we are watching these guys, I mean, Cole, you know, they're all in the, they're all at the they're all training. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. they're all at the training facility. So, you know, maybe as I say it out loud, maybe I go back to Taylor Hendrick. That's how much of a toss up it is between between the two guys because, you know, I could see our front office watching Suggs play and like, you know, we're we're gonna trust that him or Cole are going to get into that, you know, at that starting position. And we want to at least to offer it to those guys first. I think if we have, you know, actually maybe, maybe I will go back to Taylor Hendricks because we can always package <laughs> some people. We can package some people and, uh, and, and get, a, I think we can package some people and, and get uh, a two guard if we absolutely need it. I think that'll be the final piece to the puzzle. Um, you know, it yeah. can go anywhere, but it's, it's definitely a toss up between those two guys. I think Taylor, um, might have a slight edge um, just because he's just the typical frame that we, that we pick up. I now agree. I'm hungry for a, now I'm hungry for breakfast with all that waffling. Yeah, <laughs> it's all over the place, man. I couldn't, it's hard to pinpoint that they're so talented, both the guys. And I think yeah. as magic fans, we would be super excited for, for either one. I think we, I think Taylor Hendricks would be a great pick uh, at six. And then, you know, he brings that defensive versatility, which Weltman loves. He brings the shot making, I mean, imagine you've got a six, uh, another six ten guy who's a knockdown three point shooter operating around two other six ten guys. I mean, playmakers and Markel Fultz. That sounds pretty damn good to me. Um, and then you can, there's going to be shooting guards at eleven. You know, Grady Dick for in a lot of polls is there at eleven, and also Jordan Hawkins. Those are two amazing shooters. So if we walk out of this draft with a big who can shoot the rock and play some defense, and a shooting guard who can shoot the rock and play some smart defense. I think that's a win for us. And we'll let them compete and see what happens. Yeah, if I had to go with a, with a lock at six, I think I've kind of been talked into it by Raph over the course of both of these takes we've done on this on this episode at this point. Peace. Um, I, I think Taylor Hendricks is a good pick. If he's got a good mindset, some guys sometimes when they stay home, mm. they get distracted by their boys being around. And I'm not going to say they get to John Morant levels of trouble, but like sometimes they don't stay focused enough on what they're doing, which is trying in the NBA. And some guys have said in the past, it was good that I moved out of this area or went to another zone because I could lock in, you know, like there's nowhere else. You can't go hang out with your homies or your family. You just go to the gym. Mm. You know what I mean? But if he's the kind of young man that's comfortable with that, he's already been doing that in college, then purely from a game standpoint and everything that I've physically seen and that we've talked about, Kyle's point is fantastic. If you can get the size and the shooting, there's not a ton of that. So take a shot at both, and there's plenty of shooters available at 11, which I also would love to see. So, 
We got a little we got a little group think happening right now. It looks like we're at a consensus. So let us know where we went wrong in the comments. Tell us how off and moronic our takes are and who the magic are actually going to take. Something that hasn't been talked about a lot and I know you want to talk about this rap so I'm kicking it to you. That second round pick. Are you are we are we using that? Are we going to get our our best friend cash considerations coming in or are the Orlando Magic actually going to utilize that pick? This year, um, there is a new with this CBA, a third two way contract on every single roster available this year. So, and we just waived Jay Scrub today. That was in the news. So, there are some roster spots available and guys that, you know, could be shifted or waived if it came. So, we, it is plausible that we get three new guys. A lot of people don't want all that youth on an already youthful roster. What do you think happens with that, Raf? Uh, I mean, I don't know. I, I think that we can we can draft that that pick. I think that's an opportunity for us to grab another big, another real big. Um, everyone's been watching Tristan Vucevic. You know the way he the way he came up in the draft. I'd love to get the guy. He's seven foot tall, um, two fifty, can shoot from three. It doesn't have the defense that you would love, you know, from a big guy like that. But um, I think that's a that's a spot for us to pick, you know, a, another great center uh, or, or another center and give them an opportunity to make the team. Um, you know, we got some free agents out there that we could always pick up the five, but that's probably the only reason why we would pick. I think that second that second round pick is to well, it's, instead of just you know spending money on free agency, let's see if this guy can actually make the team, and uh, you know we can get him a little bit of a cheaper deal. Um, you know, Amani Bates is there in the second round. Um, you know, he's gone through a lot of controversy, but he's a solid scorer too. I, I like him a lot. Uh, I think if he's available, we would think about it. But I, I don't think that we're gonna. You know, I, I don't know if we bring in three rookies. You know, I mean, we do love those cash considerations. So we'll, we'll see what happens. Yeah, the more you talk about it, the more I'm unsure that we pick all three. And I like I like what we saw from Goga Pish at, at that back of five. He has a two million dollar team option. It's it's not a huge hit to just pick up that super Goga two million and let him let him go again as a big you know seven foot center. I think he showed some good things, especially on the offensive glass. You know you love that big man shit. What do you, what do you think we do, Pish? Are we making all these picks? You kind of been in the camp of you don't really think so. Is that is that where you are today? Yeah, I don't think we make all these picks. I couldn't see us picking six, eleven, and a second rounder. That that seems like an easy. If we make six and eleven, don't plan on. I think the easiest job in the Magic's front office is whoever's whoever's the guy who covers the second round and back for draft picks <laughs> because he never really has a lot of work. Uh, I, I just I I think we could probably trade eleven if we don't like what's available there. If we pick at six, um, I I also think. It's it's really probable we just put those two together and move up to get who we really like. Because you know there's got to be someone that's going to be gone before we get to six that the Magic might really want enough to just pair those two and go up. And then we might make that second rounder. But I don't think three young dudes are, are going to come in. There's just not space on the roster, although there are some guys that could easily be cut or bought out to make space. So Yeah, I mean, we still have, you know, Michael Carter-Williams is there. That's easy to move. That's a uh, a team option, so we don't need that. We've got Kevon Harris is on the two way. Um, Admiral Schofield got a contract, but you know that could be pretty easily moved on from. Um, we've also got we Chuma. Yeah. 
and bowl bowl there. I, I think we're going to run back bowl and, and give him a shot. But that's only we only have 14 guys on our roster and one two-way. So we actually have a 15th spot and two more two-ways to potentially fill this roster. That's that's three people. That could be the three picks. Um, that second-round pick, maybe getting that two-way contract. Um, but as I mean, Michael Carter Williams probably won't be on this roster. So there's really very clearly four. Who knows what happens? Admiral could easily be there five spots right there. You just kept saying easy to move, easy to move way too many times for me to, to let this go. Let me just tell you, it is not that easy to move, especially if it's cross country. <laughs> You're right. That was insensitive, Peach. I'm sorry. You just moved. You're right. Yes, up three flights of stairs, all my stuff. Oh, my God, that's the worst. (laughs) All right. See what happens with these guys, man. It's going to be fun. It's going to be interesting, you know. It's going to be really interesting what we do. But, uh, like, you're – I think we trade. We could always trade up for Brandon Miller. What do you think about that? Any, any? Oh man, that's my ultimate selection. If that could happen, that would be for me. I think he might be the best player in this draft long term. I like what I see from him. He just looks like when I watched him playing in college. I thought this guy looks like an NBA player already. He just has that kind of swag about him, and that would be the ultimate for me. But some of these guys might turn out to be better long term. But right now, I think he's the best. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I just don't see either Charlotte. I mean, Charlotte. They might not take um, Scoot because of Lamelo Ball being there, and they so they may take Brandon Miller, and that would be you know your replacement um, for Kelly Oubre Jr. If they don't want to re-sign him, I'm not exactly sure what his contract is, but that's a similar type of player in my opinion. Um, and I just don't see Portland if they want to win with Dame. They're not going to trade with us for that third spot because what can we give? We can give you more draft capital and young players, and Dame wants a veteran player. So they're really looking to trade that pick and bring in a veteran guy. We can't provide that. We're not obviously going to get rid of any of our foundational guys. It, it's it's a nice thing to think about, and it's within the realm of possibility. Just don't see it happening. Agreed. But there, as there are many, it's almost like the uh, what's that in the Marvel universe? They got all the different uh, the parallel universes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. it's like that, and the amount of possibilities of what could happen on draft night. What do you think is going to go down? Do we make all the picks, ladies and gentlemen? Do we package? Do we get our boy cash considerations in the second round? Let us know in the comments what you think, Raf. Thanks so much for stopping by, homie. It's always great to get your insight on this and any other things related to the Orlando Magic, sir. Peace out, homie. I appreciate you guys, man. You guys give all the all the Magic fans a good outlet, man. And, uh, you know, it's glad to be a part. I'm glad to be a part of it, man. I appreciate both of you all. Thanks, Raph. Yeah, on the, on, on the Magic draft timeline, you are our Doctor Strange. <laughs> I appreciate it. <laughs> I appreciate it. Thank you again so much to Raph for coming through. Greatly appreciate you, homie, and greatly appreciate you for doing something that is probably I'm gonna go out there and say, Peach, that mm-hmm. is arguably it's the most unique and odd way to present draft talk. I think that any outlet out yeah, there has done. It. You could take out the arguably. I think <laughs> I think people would say that's fact. <laughs> I will say I make a pretty hot bitch though. Let me tell you. All right. Uh, you know, it was, uh, it was an interesting segment. Um, 
and uh i don't know i don't know how people are gonna feel about it i'm a yeah. coin flip I'm yeah not sure. i think i, have I like feeling... the concept though i think the yeah. concept's strong the concept was good i think it might be a little cringy we'll see but i mean you could tell during that segment during that conversation raf was flip-flopping i was unsure of who to choose and it just kind of goes to show you we'll throw in a little bonus social media roundup here at mm. i'm playing dead it's morty me, after watching a five-minute YouTube mix on any prospect this year, Morty's got his magic hat on, and he says, you son of a bitch, I'm in. It's, I feel like anytime I hear a name on any other podcast or media that I'm listening to, I bring up those highlights, and I'm like, oh, yes, that would go well on the magic. Yes, this is good. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those things that happens every season at this time where you're just kind of looking at highlights right and their highlights for a reason it's the best of what this guy's got it's they want to want to show you at this guy's best they don't always show you the bad stuff you may hear like here's the guy's downside but you don't see it so it's it's hard you almost you have to go back and try to watch real games otherwise you start loving everybody i mean johnny davis last year everybody was loving him and nikola jovich who now is just a bench dude on the heat for crying out loud and it's like there were some players names that we talked about last year as being like potential difference makers in the top 10 or even top 15 who mm, they're not they didn't pan out so you have to kind of remember those guys too and not just always drink the kool-aid and be you son of a bitch i'm in you know <laughs> but but it is fun for fans because you feel like any one of these guys that we could get even lower in the draft is going to come in and make a difference. And that's part of why the NBA is successful because it's kind of true. Yeah. Our NBA MVP, the actual MVP and the guy who's dominating the finals right now was drafted in like the second round during a Taco Bell commercial for crying out loud. So like <laughs> if there's anything you need to know about the draft, it's that anything can happen. Anyone's there. So it's fun to be in on the ground floor and remember when those things happen. So. Absolutely, Peach. And the other thing I know is that whatever I think, Weltman and Hammond are probably going to do something else. These guys, <laughs> they run a tight ship. So whatever I'm thinking, it will probably be something else. But I completely, uh, I, in, in Weltman, I trust. So don't go anywhere, ladies and gentlemen. You better stick around for the large ending. But before we do, just want to shout out again all of our all-stars and second cousins on the Patreon. Magic player history. It's not okay, Kay, to say Okiki. Magic static. Andy, Dylan Holden, Drum, Raphael Perez, Bedhead, Matthew Bell, Dan Young, Gloria and Damien, Cotter, and Yachty. Mm. We didn't do a shout out. Uh, yeah, my list is somewhere else. Um, I'll shout something. I'll shout something later. He, he's he's moving, ladies and gentlemen. So uh, don't don't mind our appearance during the renovations, please. Plus, things are going well. Normally, I feel like I need to blow off some steam, but it's all gravy. <laughs> all right, and now, Peach, it's that time for the large ending, sir. Can you hit the music? Yep. Background. Oh, there we go. <laughs> Peace, you're up first. Ah, the NBA is considering giving teams a second challenge if the first one's successful. Oh my God, what say you? Oh yes, talk dirty to me. This should be done. Let's get this done this year. At least give us two. Give us two, please. Uh, Peace, you're down there in Texas. It's a whole new pool of biddies down there. 
How many ladies you juggling on the apps right now? Have we done any dates? What's going on? We all want to know about your love life. I'm not a great juggler with the ladies, although I can juggle actual physical objects much better. <laughs> um, there's been a little bit of chatter, no actual okay. dates. I'm okay. still not feeling super confident because I don't have anywhere to bring anyone yeah. and, and a folding chair for them to sit on when they get here. So I'm thinking a little bit too far ahead, maybe. All right. But that's how I do it. But we're, we're closing in. We've got some things in the works. Definitely, definitely stand by. Stand by. Okay, we'll follow up. <laughs> Hey, uh, Florida has been making waves in hockey because the Lightning had won the cup a bunch of times there. Yep. Been in the finals, and now the now the Panthers are there with a shot to take the cup, but they are down 2-0. What do you got? You think they can come back? I mean, for uh, not, I don't want them to, right? The, the Panthers are in Miami, but we're this is a screw Miami show today. All right, so no, screw, screw it. Give it to Vegas. I'm That's gonna fine. Be, I'm going to be there in a little while, so uh, let's have the, the Vegas people celebrate. Let's go Knights. Vegas beat my stars, but I don't know. Jackie Ikes, he's a good man. So I'm with you. All right. Um, we're hearing chatter now. It seems like more than chatter. Like it's definitely going to happen on expansion of the NBA with a couple more teams. Beach. You got to believe that Seattle, uh, a, a basketball town, is going to be in there. Are you get already getting as anxious about this as I am? not as anxious as you are you've been anxious about this for a long time yeah. it, it really does take a long time to decide yes we're allowing yes they're in here they come they have a logo okay they're drafting this is yeah. a long ways down the road we should have already cashed in with Paulo by the time they would even be a franchise and then have money or cap or be allowed to get him he might end up there at the end of his career and it's twilight we're getting years. the good years baby we're okay. getting the good years all right thank uh, you relax. thank you Beach. i needed that uh, okay Ooh. shoot i uh hang on all right my my uh my screen just ran out can you just read what did, what did i have the here? stars at night are big and bright deep in the heart of texas what does that mean that's like a thing they do here oh, okay <laughs> i told you i was gonna shout later i fooled you i could see it the whole time <laughs> <laughs> oh you bastard that was good that was good uh, peach on a scale of 10 to 10 how much do you miss me? yes a scale of 10 to 10 wow there's yeah. there's so much wiggle room <clears throat> yeah well you know i'm gonna have to go with 10 okay it's, it's a perfect good. 10 yeah thank you, uh, thank you i do i do miss the antics and, and nearing you and if we, we don't I, I have no one to talk star wars with yet yeah um, nobody here gives a shit about the orlando magic uh, so that's that's weird. Uh, yeah, and I miss being there to be the the voice of reason between you and Nadra. I don't know how things are going there. It helps. It helps. It's been up and down. <laughs> it's nice to have you as that uh, fulcrum in the middle of the seesaw that is relationships, Peach. I miss you too, man. I miss you to death. But I'm stoked that you're settling in so well out there in Dallas. Can't wait to come visit you when it gets a little colder here in the Northeast. Uh, and ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for uh, coming and visiting us for this time. We really appreciate it. Again, sorry for taking so much time to get this episode out. Hopefully the next one will be out promptly in our two-week span like it normally is. A lot of exciting things coming. Peace. I'll see you later, man. I love you. Peace out, everybody. Love you too. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for coming.